You did it. You came back. Oh, listen, I'm so glad to have you with us once again on part two of our Troublemakers episode one podcast. Listen, if you have not heard the first episode yet or part one of this episode, please go back. Do yourself a favor. Trust me, it is good. And today it's really going to get even better in my opinion. Listen, we're going to be talking about the idea of um, that process of unlearning some things in order to, ah, you know what? I'm just going to let us jump right into it. So check Check it out. It's going to be fun. Thank you for coming back. Please go ahead, like, share this with your people and uh, comment wherever you're hearing this thing, your thoughts and your opinions of it. All right. Much love, people. Let's go. Because I can be like, if I use myself as an example, I'm like a gun toe in, you know, listening pastor. Right. And so (laughs) (laughs) that might that might bother some people. And for me, it's like. If that bothers you, that's fine because there are, you know, other pastors who are going to pray their robbers away and they're going to listen to nothing but gospel and you can be under them. I'm li- I, I, I have parameters for me. My parameters, though, are not God's parameters. I recognize I am a fraction. I am, I am limited in my finiteness. Mm. And, I would, and so I can respect somebody else who is different from me and recognize God is there because God is not limited to my limitations. And so once we put God in this box, so me, for me to worship God, I have to be able to shoot first, ask questions. I honestly believe if someone does something to my family, I honestly believe if I get to them, that was God's will. Because he's so infinite, so powerful. That right, I don't, he shut it down. Yeah, he shut it down. He shut it down. Right. If I got to you, that's providence. <laughs> that I, I sincerely believe that. Yes. Right. And so and so <laughs> I need I need God to be like that because of just who I am, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. But I, I'm a, I'm not gonna say the person who sees it differently doesn't know God and right. isn't on God's side. So learning what your limitations are and keeping them your limits right. and not making them now divine um, right. demarcations. You know what I mean? That that's right. where our organized religion fails. And that's what I spoke about on Saturday. It's the story of Peter and Cornelius in the Bible. Um, it's It was so interesting just kind of like reading it in the context of unlearning because, you know, you can assume that a Roman had a lot of things to unlearn and he had to get to a place where God could speak to him and, and have him send for a Jew to come into his home, which is, I would, you know, I think is it's fair to assume that that's It's not like a normal thing. Um, But then Peter had to have a vision before Cornelius' people got there Mm -hmm. for him to be positioned to be able to accept the call because he gets this vision and God is like, go kill and eat. And he's like, yeah, no, that's that's not what you said to do. And so, yeah, I've never done that. I ain't doing it now, even though he's getting a direct order to do it. And and I can only imagine that without that vision, if those people that came and said, come, and he hears, like, go with them, yeah, no, I can't go to Gentile's house. Like, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and it's like this whole, the process of unlearning, the, I think the, the bottom line though is is the process of unlearning is different, right? What a Roman needs to unlearn to get to a place of openness mm-hmm. with God is different than what a, an indoctrinated Jew needs mm-hmm. to unlearn to get to a place of openness. And then, you know, getting together and Peter went without knowing why he was even called. And yeah, so he gets yeah. there and he asked the question, you know, why did you send for me? I came mm-hmm. without hesitation. Why did you send? Me? And then he hears once he gets there that 
Cornelius sent for him because God told Cornelius. And this is someone who in Peter's mind before this vision have been unclean. God isn't, I can't go into the house of a Gentile, let alone God speaking to a Gentile and telling God, telling this Gentile to send for me to come here and minister. And then Peter gets, there and Cornelius has these these other Gentiles there and Peter speaks and the Holy Spirit is poured out and not only is it a blessing for the Gentiles who are receiving this Holy Spirit but it's a blessing for the people who came with Peter who are seeing the Holy Spirit being poured out mm-hmm. on these Gentiles, Gentiles yeah. and it's just like there's biblical evidence in my yeah. opinion oh yeah my opinion oh yes there's biblical evidence of people being different and having different journeys and God stripping away all of the stuff that all of us has, you know, as a barrier to Mm -hmm. him being able to be him for us. And once, once all of that is stripped away and you have just a human being and God in all of its raw gloriousness, Mm -hmm. it's in that space that God is able to do exceedingly above See exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think, or and yeah. and I just feel like we get so caught up in just the minutia yeah. of 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 doctrine and being right, and we don't. I think so many people don't understand that they're missing out yeah. on on just you know an opportunity to 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 let God be who God is. Um, And there's, and I think that what we're doing now is so important because I think that there are a ton of people, not just, you know, people here, but a ton of people out there who need something bigger than themselves to believe it. And church has become a barrier between those people and God. And we're, you know, coming along and saying like, Church doesn't have to, church, not only does church not have to be a barrier, but it's not supposed to be a barrier. And here's a space where people, you know, have a similar bottom line. You know, we may, you know, believe differently in the details, but the bottom line is the same in that we all believe in God. We all believe that the second coming is, is, um, inevitable whether or not it's happening tomorrow or 10 years from now it's inevitable Um, and we believe that god wants to love you and to be present for you and have a relationship with you and we don't presume to know what that is supposed like and you know whatever avenues god has to go through i believe that i believe god is smart god is brilliant like god god is is a genius beyond what my human brain can comprehend genius as and i believe that god is more than capable mm-hmm. of reaching anyone who god wants to reach and 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 so i just i i don't want to get in the way of that as yeah. as someone as a leader as a minister i don't want to get in the way of god being able to to reach someone and yeah. and i think that there is room for me to be myself yes um for me, you know, I'm not gun toting or gunslinging or whatever else, but I, I have my my words um, <laughs> and my thoughts and my writings and uh, my my personality, and that you know can sometimes rub people the wrong way. Um, but I'm in a space now too where like I I I'm learning how to accept like just as Lawrence was talking about to accept that I am who I am Mm. and there I'm not I'm not created 
I'm not put here to reach everyone. Exactly. I'm yeah. put here to reach who I'm put here to reach. Yes. Because yes. they, the people I'm put here to reach need to have, need to experience God on the terms that I've experienced. Exactly. God on. That's it. And, and for the people who aren't, aren't there for that, that's okay. But I need to be this. Yes. Yes. Flaws yes. and all. I need that's to be it. this. Yes. To, to show them that God, God is beyond God is bigger than me. Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm not perfect and God doesn't need me to be perfect to, to be able to use me to reach people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's ultimately what it's all about. It's, it's about, you know, unlearning and being open yeah. to being used yeah, um, flaws and all, you know, whatever your journey looks like um, just being open to God allowing or being open to allowing God to use you to, yeah. to reach the people that you need to reach that he wants you to reach and trusting that the process of unlearning and breaking all of the extra stuff down, that God's got that. Yeah. Trusting that God can do that and you don't have to be God. Yeah. 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 And you are perfect for what God needs to, you're you're perfect enough for your purpose. I'll put it that way. You are perfect enough for your purpose. Amen. I've read enough Bible. Won't go into it right now where, it looked messy until you consider 300 years later. Then it's like, oh, what looked messy to us, God was working things that he couldn't even explain in a language that wouldn't look like a cosign for messiness. Mm -hmm. It's like, it had to be done, but I'm going to allow them to be them because in them being them, the greater purpose is being fulfilled. (laughs) So you're perfect enough for your purpose. That's Preach. good. That's good. All right. Well, that's <laughs> that's a perfect place to end, y'all. Thank you so much. That was that was incredible. I'll give you all if you guys want any last thing that you want to say. Like we can just do like one more sentence. If it's, it can be a quote, a tweet, or something, or just something from off the cuff that you just want to end this thing on, and then we're gonna wrap. But um, this has been beautiful, y'all. For our first one, I feel like this is uh. It's been a very rich conversation. I've learned a lot about both of you all. <laughs> same, same. You're a great uh, moderator. Hey. Like you're great. Perfect for my Excellent. purpose. <laughs> Perfect for your purpose. That's right. Thank you, Jason, for bringing us together. Because if it was for up to sure. me, we would have never done a podcast. We would no, like in real life. Still be talking on Facebook about right. everything. <laughs> <laughs> no for real like it's yeah and just being able to you know facilitate the conversation in a way that that pulls this this out like i feel like these are the conversations that need to be had and i don't think you know i don't i don't like you know you guys know that i was in a panel discussion with a bunch of church people about yeah. <laughs> why people leave church you can't have a <sighs> discussion about why people leave church with a bunch of people who are still in church right <laughs> like, <laughs> even if you converted to church you're still in church yeah. like you came from yeah. outside to being in and you believe this 100% um and and I think that there's a lot of misconceptions within those circles about why why people leave and they don't give, you know, people on the outside enough credit. And and I think you don't give God enough credit. Like it's this idea that like I was in church on Sabbath, you know, and one of our members was saying that, you know, there are people, she's a former SDA uh, or former Adventist who has come out. There are people who she's friends with, you know, and stuff who don't get it. Mm. And, and she was like, you know, it's, I don't have anything against Adventism, but it was for a season yeah. in my life. And, and I go where God tells me to go. That's and I, I got what I needed. 
yeah. from that and I outgrew it. Yeah. And I moved on. Yeah. And God called me, God called me out. Yeah. And it's like, there's like this idea that it's an impossibility. It's an no. impossibility. Okay. I remember like maybe like two or three weeks after I officially kind of stepped away, I ended up at some potluck and um, somebody brought up the question. They're like, so how many of y'all are still Adventists or something like that? And it was, it seemed so random to me. And I was like, oh, I raised my, I wouldn't know not. And they said, how many of y'all aren't Adventists anymore? And I raised my hand thinking that there may be like a couple of us there. And I underestimated. It was just, oh, no. I was in isolation. And people were so perplexed. Like, because they, what they were getting ready to do is, they were basically setting that up to have a conversation about the, those people who have left the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, mm-hmm. that's what they were teeing up for. And they didn't think that one of the people there is like, well, I've actually kind of left. And so, mm-hmm. first of all, they were taken aback. And then it was just disbelief. And when I explained, I was like, well, this is actually what I believe that God is telling me to do right now. It was just complete. Like, how could God, that's you listening to the wrong, like people just, they cannot wrap their minds around the fact that, but then again, when we go to the Bible, this is the same thing that we have. I'm reading Acts right now. You know what I'm saying? People were tripping over like Paul, like well, what he was doing and like, like, like they, they could not handle it because they were like, you, it, it's not allowed to work this way. There were full blown debates going on amongst mm-hmm. the actual apostles that were like, ah, we don't know. If, we don't oh. know if God is co-signing this yet. And so God has to do the most to be like, yeah. right. Like, yeah. And it's crazy. This is providence because I preached about unlearning and used acts and my dad so I talked to a friend and the friend mentioned Paul mm-hmm. as like a very stark or like or a very like sudden <laughs> unlearning process, like literally Absolutely. on the road to Damascus, like, <laughs> all right. Um, but then the Peter and Cornelius story, and I used Peter and Cornelius, but my dad was like, you need, I think repetition increase um, like hones in on the impression. Yeah. I mean, it was like maybe talk about Paul the second time. Absolutely. I mean, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. But then to hear you talk about that, like, yeah, there, it wasn't, you know, he had learned in himself, but then there was a lot. There was a lot of yeah. conversation. It wasn't yes. just like, oh, yeah, like I made a switch and you're welcome with open arms. It's like yeah. you got the people who you were previously aligned with literally trying to kill you. Yeah. And then you're getting grief from the people who you're no longer trying to take out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but who, you know, have one more thing to say about. It's very isolating. You feel, right. you feel alone in those spaces. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is. um. I'm glad that we're doing this show. I feel like these conversations kind of spill over into a lot of uh, <laughs> the same. It's helping me. I feel I definitely feel enlightened just for having had the conversation, and I feel like That's I have awesome. more direction for what I need to talk about on Saturday. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Hallelujah. Hey, I got a word right. for Friday. I don't know when this is going to be released, but yeah, the Lord gave me a word. Oh man, will this be released this week? Well, either way, could you give a title? We can it? always reference back. Yeah, like we can reference yeah. back. I don't, I don't have, I don't have a title because I suck with titles. I need <laughs> to call you for that, Jason. But I'll just say this: He gave me a word that was so clear about how it's Christ-like to leave abusive situations. So I am excited for it. Was um, was he on the call when I was talking about? Were you on the call when I was talking? I feel like you weren't on the call when I was talking about unconditional love does not mean unconditionally exposing yourself to toxicity. I wasn't on the call, but that's dope. I I don't want to spill the beans yet, but the Lord showed it to me in such an unconventional way. And I was like, 
I get it, God. I no. get it. I need oh. to hear this. I, do, I, I want to hear this. Oh, this Friday, man. This Friday, Friday, Friday. Where, where we need to, to link that and tag that and put that out there because that's it was like something I wanted to do like a snippet on. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because I had told Jason and Paul, I don't think you're on the call. I told Jason I and Paul that I was going to do like a clip for Instagram and Facebook to like put it out there. And I mm. couldn't, it didn't come together. Mm. I tried to think about it and I tried recording it and it didn't work. Yeah. And now you have a whole word, (laughs) not just a clip, a whole word. And so I'm like, please, experience, please do tell, right? Like the way it it needs to be talked about, but it it does, it does. And the way God works with me is he'll, he'll hit me with a whole word in like half a second, but it's like a whole word. It takes me like 30 minutes to 45 minutes to get it out, but I Mm -hmm. get it in like one big whoosh. And so I'll be like, Oh, (laughs) and then also for me, I always practice, practicing what God gave me before mm. sharing it to other people. That's just mm. I love that, man. I'm excited to hear it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, y'all. All right, everybody. Well, this is uh, this has been so enriching. I'm, I'm, I I want to do more now. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this went really well. This is great for our first yeah, one, I, I would say. Not to toot our own horns, but... Yeah. <laughs> but BB, I can't wait to... Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see how you edit this, Jay. Like That's going to be... Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be good. What I'll probably do is I'll um I'll probably keep the intro just how we started and then record just a, 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 a outro on its own. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. hey, thank you so much for listening. Da, 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 da. Make sure oh. you check out Lawrence Reference This. Make sure you check it out at his website. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is her, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of saying who's who and giving like our Twitter handles and all that. Are y'all on Twitter? Great. I don't really tweet. I probably should. I am on Twitter. I do tweet. Yeah, but if I ever blow up, I'm deleting my Twitter and starting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to get canceled? You don't. Know? No, because I have grown. There is <laughs> like I no. I looked at some of my old Facebook posts recently, and I was like, "Oof, that did not yep. age well." That happened to Girl. me too, Girl. Like, Oh, I was really that guy. Yo, I was, I was, I was that girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was like Candace Owens before. <laughs> I know it was. Right, let me just delete this completely and start over. <laughs> Listen, and like I have on my like Facebook, you can just like make all of your previous posts private. Yeah, so like I can go on there and just like in one fell swoop, make it only visible to me. But Twitter. I just need to clean slate. Just wipe it and make a completely new one. Out there. I, I barely use Twitter. I, I'm trying to use it more now, but I don't know. Facebook works better for the way I think. Yeah. The way I consume information. Yeah. Me too. But I do feel like there's room on Twitter. I think it depending on who you follow, there's room on Twitter to address things. And and you I might be following to, the wrong people. You do have to think in 100 or however many characters, but I, I definitely think, especially for with what we're doing, um, I just believe that it's important for people who have information that needs to be shared to be intentional about addressing misinformation. Absolutely. It's it's imperative like i don't i don't think it's optional i think if you know better you have an obligation mm. to address you know people who don't you know know better and and i think that there's a way to do it and that's something that i've had to learn because i, I can be a little abrasive um but <laughs> 
Um, but I do, I think I've found the balance um, between speaking truth to power mm. um, while also not making it personal. Mm. Um, like today, I like I'm, I'm in my more recent, you know, engagements on Facebook. I've been proud of how I've, you know, like I've been saying how I feel mm. and what I genuinely think, um, but not arguing. Like I'm not arguing with yeah. with you about it. If if I think having a discussion adds value, then I'll discuss. Right. Um, but if I think that you just need to be addressed, mm-hmm. um, and and pointed in a certain direction and then left at that, then that's what I'm going to do. And I don't feel like I need to clarify anymore. I don't think that I need to go back and forth. I think my ability to discern people who are open to learning Mm -hmm. versus people who need to be addressed for the benefit of someone else. um, I think that my ability to to do that has grown. That's actually a new wave now. There's a bunch of us. Um, Jason Work, my big brother Jay, he's even on that mm-hmm. wave where he's like, "Yeah, I'm not arguing anymore." You know, Anton yeah. Dumas, like, I'm not. Ar-. Like, there's a bunch of us who are just like, "This arguing on Facebook thing is dead. Like, dead. We're, we're we're done." And uh, I thought I was the only one because I I probably post now when I post I post extremely intentionally, but I'm not arguing anymore and i'm not always like i'm i've sincerely learned how to disagree and keep scrolling you know and like not interact with you like i just don't agree with you and you don't have to know that even yeah i love social platform and i turn turn off notifications it's like after once once i said like today i said i told you i was like have a good day and I didn't turn off the notifications and she responded and it was, you know, she kind of got snarky and tried to like say some stuff and I was like going to respond. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, no. Yeah. And so I deleted it, turned off the notifications afterwards, but it's either I'll like turn off the notifications or if I feel like I do need to like get it out, get a response out, I'll write it and then just like save it to my notes. Oh, and don't post it. Oh, that's good. I like that. Ooh. I like that. So like it, it's out, and I've like vented my yeah, thoughts, yeah. but I'm not because like it's like I feel like I understand. I don't know. Just like asking the question of like who my audience is just yeah. gave me so much focus and clarity. Like mm-hmm. my audience is not Adventist. Yeah, like, yeah. my audience is not like your staunch Western Europeanized Christian. Yeah, it's yeah. just not. Yeah. That's actually um, what I said in the Friday experience just now because I spoke about the Sabbath, and I was like, I want y'all to share this. But if you if you know someone who's like infatimate about keeping the law, don't share this with them because they're just not going to get it. it right. it's, it's just it's not it's, it's going to be a waste of time. Right. But you know if you're looking for other perspectives as to why the Sabbath even exists, this will now help you. You know what right. I mean? Because I pointed to how the Sabbath is... Uh, well, I, I I made a distinction between the Sabbath day and Sabbath rest and how Sabbath mm-hmm. rest is literally every day. Um, and the Sabbath day is just the seventh day that was a celebration of all the work being done and how that points to how Christ did all the work. And so, so you know, it, it was it was cool, but it was not about keeping a law. It was never supposed to be about that. And so... Right. Um, but I made it clear who it's for. And still, you know, there was probably one or two people who were really adamant about, you know, got to obey God's law. Da, 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 and I responded, but I didn't argue. You know, I was right. just like, 
all right. <laughs> like, right. If that's how you want to live, do it. But that's not right. That's not my audience. And like thinking of so because I was trying to figure out you know, I've been thinking that I told you guys, like the last few months, I've been trying to like figure out content wise, like what I even want to talk about um, because there's so much, like yes. this is like a deck. This is a decade at this point of, yeah. of learning and growth. Um, and so talking to my dad, um, just like on Friday, I was like, you know, I don't, know what to do and he was like well you know it's a t- I've learned that it's a twofold process there's the unlearning process which is you know debunking and breaking down the things that people already believe to be true and then this introduction of new information but you can't do both at the same time mm-hmm. like you can't unlearn and then learn in the same sitting you have to unlearn like genuinely unlearn before you can bring in this new information and so I looked it up after talking to him and it's true like you literally, your brain is wired to reject new information if that new information conflicts with what you already believe to be true. And so unlearning is its own process. And the unlearning process has to happen before you can be open to receiving new information and just kind of, you know, like internalizing that. Like I kind of knew that, but like internalizing it, it's like, that's why arguing and going back and forth is pointless because if someone is already indoctrinated in something and already believed that what they think about whatever is the truth, introducing new information, no matter how cleverly put together or well articulated it is, it's literally just going to be rejected because it doesn't fit. There's not, there's no way that you can present new information to an old skin and expect positive results the new information is going to be tainted and ruined and you know not taken for what it is because you your brain is not wired Mm -hmm. to receive new information well new new contradictory information Mm -hmm. um and so for me it's like I, i i just understand now that my audience is people who are looking Yes. You know, and seeking to, and it's not denominationally, you know, right. specific in that sense, but it's, you know, anyone who's open and, and yep. searching for, you know, truth Absolutely. and and open to any aspect of truth that I have to to give. Yeah. Um, and, and anyone else, like, it's literally pointless mm. to go back and forth because if you already believe that what you think about God and what you think about the Bible and whatever else is true, there's nothing that there's nothing I can say. Yeah. Yeah. To get you to see it differently. And my and I, I have more respect for my process. Mm. This is ten years in the making. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a historical political science education at Oakwood. Mm-hmm. Four years of that. It's three years of law school. Mm-hmm. It's countless hours of reading and researching and, and countless sermons and Facebook posts and debates and conversations. And it's there's so much yeah. that has gone into me developing the perspective that I have now. Mm-hmm. And I can't, you know, um, inorganically create that. Yeah, for someone else. You're either open to you know undertaking that process for yourself, or you're not. And and I I have enough respect for my process to give it the just in myself give it the deference that it deserves, and to not 
um, cheapen it mm-hmm. with people who don't care mm. to do that level of work. Mm, mm, mm. My, my, my. Well, right? Like, this is <laughs> this real. This is real. And I wonder if that's a, well, y'all may know better than me, but is that a part <laughs> of what Jesus was getting at when he was like, you know, don't throw pearls before swine? Mm, like, this whole idea of taking what is something valuable. Yeah. Not just absolutely. throwing it wherever. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I, you know, this idea of unlearning, um, if if I'm honest without sounding judgmental, it's it's a sign of a true seeker. Mm-hmm. If you if if you're only trying to prove what you already know, then you're not a seeker. No. Like that's just you're a defender. Like, yeah, yeah. Like to be a seeker is to not abandon everything you learn, but to always know that there's more to learn, there's more to find out. Mm-hmm. That's a true seeker. And so when I and and you're right, Carl. You can tell the difference between someone who's asking questions based on what they learned, and someone who is just trying to defend a position. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a there's a difference in approach, there's a difference in intention. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different spirit behind it. And yeah. so, right. trying to trying to I, I I personally have made a decision in my mind that I am not going to shake somebody's face um, unnecessarily because I know what faith is. But like faith is the key to the kingdom. So if you have a faith in whatever it is, I don't want to just shake it up. I want to help those who are, uh, I don't want to say in doubt, but are still searching where they feel kind of unfulfilled where they are. Then like, okay, let me, let me see if this can help you. Mm. And vice versa. I call myself a master student. Like even when I mentor mm-hmm. people, um, who are trying to kind of do ministry how I do, I tell them, in order to do ministry like me, you have to be well-learned, but you have to vow to be a master student. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to become a master teacher, I'm not your teacher yeah. right. because I am forever a student. I'm going to learn from you. You're going to learn from me, but I've made a vow to continue learning. And you say that you, when you don't know something, and I think that that's, you know, it's, it's integrity, right? Like you come in, like, you know what you know. Yeah, because you've yeah. done the work right. to know those things. But if you don't know something, you literally ask. Exactly. <laughs> and it shouldn't. It shouldn't take some massive amount of humility, right? To right. be able to to say one to acknowledge you don't know something, but then to ask, you know, for you know information, and you do that. And and for me, like I think that that is a true example of what a leader is supposed to be, because a leader doesn't know everything. Being a leader is not about knowing everything. Being a leader is about, in my opinion, bringing, you know, different pieces together to create something functional, to create, you know, a complete holistic picture and having, you know, I think leadership is about having the vision that's necessary to be able to bring those pieces into play in a way that benefits everyone. Like we all win. Like I'm, I'm viewing this in a way where everybody. It's not about my ego because right, if, right. if if I win and y'all lose, then who's really winning? It's, exactly. it's in order for all of us to win. You know, like like I have this vision, but it's about all of us winning. Yeah. Um, Napoleon Hill talks about creating the mastermind. Yeah. You know, um, the Thinking Grow Rich. Did I read your book, Thinking Grow Rich? Have you ever read it? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. It's a great book, but he talks about how he 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 talks about a story with Henry Ford. Um, being in a courtroom. I don't know if it's true or a legend, but he was in the courtroom and um, they were trying to say Henry Ford wasn't qualified to be a CEO. And Henry Ford said, 
I could answer whatever questions you guys have. And they asked him a whole bunch of questions, X, Y, Z. They were just going, going, going. And at the end of it, Henry Ford stood up and said, Your Honor, all these questions they're asking, I have someone on my staff who can answer every single one. <laughs> I don't have to know all right. the information. I have a team with all right. of us. We know all the information. And he was just kind of saying, like, that's what it means to be a leader. Is right. to, uh, and he talks about, you know, making sure the deal is fair, where it works out for both parties, like what you're saying, Carl. Like, you sounded like you read the book, because you were saying <laughs> the stuff <laughs> that he was saying. Uh, but but the, he calls it a mastermind group where everybody in the group is invested and are valued for their expertise. And you're just the one who, who recognizes how their expertise can work on a particular mm-hmm. vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what yeah. true leadership is about. Mm-hmm. And that's why, but that's why I believe that God works with different people in different ways, because I, I think that, I think that it doesn't, show anything if everyone is kind of indoctrinated the same way and brought to this to one accord because we've all been indoctrinated i think when when you have different people who gain information from different sources but the conclusions are all like i've never read that book but the how you got that information was from the book how i got the information was from watching my dad coach and you know just like seeing my dad lead like it was like a real-time like application sort of thing but the bottom line is the same yeah Yeah. and i I believe a hundred percent that there's a bottom line that everyone who is in you know, the space that God would want us to be in. I think that there's a bottom line that everyone is at or gets to. Mm-hmm. And there are certain principles that are transcendent yes. that those people come to understand. And it doesn't matter how you get there. It doesn't you know, matter what religion or whatever else it takes to get you. Like at the end of the day, that bottom line is the same. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's what was illustrated with the, the story of Peter and Cornelius, and I think that just on a practical level, that's what makes sense. Mm-hmm. And all the extra stuff, it's like who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like I don't care. I, I don't care what you believe or where you come from or what you've been through or whatever. If at the end of the day, you know, I I because I know what God feels like. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like I, I know what it, myself. Right. I know what it feels like. And if and you either got that or you don't. And if you got it, like I don't care how you got it. Right. Like I've been in a room with a bunch of, you know, like LGBTQ youth. Mm-hmm. And it was spiritual. Yeah. Mm. These kids who, you know, just the feeling like those are my people. Yeah. Like feeling, you know, like I know that they know what it feels like to cast. I know that, that they know what it feels like to to want to belong and to not be able to fit, um, and then to get into a space where you're just surrounded by people who understand you and they just want to love you. Mm-hmm. Like our experiences may not be the same. We may not have you know the details of our beliefs exactly the same, but right now in this moment, you need love. I need love, and we want to give each other love, and that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. And yeah. it's electric. Yeah. It is. Be, it is. Oh my God, it's electric, and that's I. You can't tell me that that's not godly. Yeah, you can't. I left me a couple I was working with, and I had that same experience with them. Yeah, they were uh, they were miners. They dealt with rocks, and 
somebody said, hey, you should really meet them. And so when I met them, you know, it was like an instant connection with them. We were just talking. They was like, I was just loving them. I wasn't, <laughs> I was just loving them. And they was like, you know, Pastor, number one, you're the first person that we would ever call Pastor. And then the other one said, you're the first male that genuinely showed me love. Wow. And then when she started breaking down what was happening with her and her family, I was like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. And I'm always going to show you love. Like, I don't, I don't hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. hurt you. Like, that's right. Intense. And it's just. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you guys, both of you all somehow have gotten more silent, though. Not silent, but like your mics levels seem to have gone down somehow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be on my end. It could it just be, be on my end. Kakara sounds loud. She does. She yeah, something. he sounds normal to me, too. Yeah. It's something on my computer then. Just, <laughs> that's why I started. I was like, oh, Lawrence is done. And then. Okay, well, no, you you good though. You're good to go. I was I was just saying, like, I know what it's like. I think sometimes because you know social media just gives you clips, mm-hmm. you don't really know you. Right. Um, I know people make assumptions about me and how I feel about the homosexual community. Mm. When gay people come on there and be like, This guy loves us, like what is wrong with you people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just ignore them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They just be like, I don't care what you say, he still hates gay people. And they be like, How 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 could you Right. Look at the context of actual love. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. Right. Right. I was gonna say that it's crazy because what we're describing is so simple, and it is the very thing that 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 Jesus taught, that the disciples even spoke about, was that love, love one another. This is it. This is the like exactly what Carl is saying. This is the highest imperative. This is how people will know that you're my children is the way that you have love for one for another, and it is so simple yet. It seems to be the hardest thing to grasp. Mm. It's, it's weird how it works like that because it's like right. very basic to the point where most people would shrug it off. Like, yeah, yeah, we're supposed to love each other. But it's like, no, actually, right. <laughs> go out and love. and Because loving is hard. And people, that's like, once I kind of like registered that love was the most important thing, and this was years and years ago, um, learning how how to love is hard. It's very hard. And I'm, you know, like a case study for someone who understands the importance of love, but also like sucks at it. And so (laughs) in terms of like people who I don't relate to, well, like I, it's easy. There's certain people who are easy to love. Right. But then the people are hard to love. They're very hard to love. And I'm, I suck at it. Um, (laughs) And it's just been like, I don't, well, not, I don't, but like for me, understanding that process um and and just how like you know it's not the easiest thing in the world to do and kind of like checking yourself at the door um I don't I think I think for me that that makes it very clear Mm. to discern very easy and, and clear in discerning who has undertaken that process and who hasn't. Right. Because I think people who have undertaken that process understand that love is the hardest thing in the world to do. And it's much more difficult than is and adhering to this long list of like do's and don'ts. Mm. Um, whereas I think it's, if, at least for me, it's relatively obvious that people who adhere to that list haven't undertaken to love because those are the people who say that those are the people who can't reconcile love and law. 
Mm. And they think that they're two separate things rather than love being the fulfillment of the law. And they say like, yes, love, but. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, you're saying that because you, like you're saying yes, love, but because you haven't taken the time to actually try to love the people who are difficult for you to love unconditionally. Because if you had tried, I can guarantee you wouldn't be saying that. I don't know anyone who has really tried, who has landed where you're landing right now. Um, but you, you know, it's, it's it's what you think you know. Thank you so much for listening to uh, part two of episode one. I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Please, again, go ahead, throw in whatever um, points that you want to add to this discussion, whatever questions that you have. Put it in the comments if you're listening to this on the website or on, um, on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you are. We really, really do invite you to be a part of this conversation. Um, we are not done. We have more topics coming up. This is just the beginning of us getting out the gate. Um, if there are topics that uh, you think would be interesting for us to do go ahead and put that into the comments of this particular one as well i would love to hear that please specifically put those onto the website one so i can just go one place and see it but you know i'll probably be going around and see wherever it is so i can see and we can add these topics to our list of things to go come listen we have some more interesting stuff coming up in the very very near future so make sure that you have subscribed on whatever platform that you are using and yeah Much love from the Troublemakers people. Hope you have a good rest of your week.